So this is the Dr. Harold Miniature and Collectibles paid read. Is that what we're calling it? Okay, here we go. One, two, three, Dr. Harold, noted professor of collectibles with a PhD in Funko, has gathered the best of the best collections and collectibles in one online store. For the collector, Dr. Harold has action figures from McFarlane, Mezco, NECA, Marvel, DC, Bandai, and Ninja Turtles, plus Pokemon cards, retro toys, Dragon Ball Z, G.I. Joe, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, Strange Things, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Magic the Gathering, John Wick, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones. <gasps> oh boy, that's a lot. Also, board games, card games, and for those mystically inclined, tarot cards. DrHerald.MyShopify.com That's DrHerald.MyShopify.com Dr. Harold played varsity for the University of Retail Therapy, so he knows what sports fans want. Bobbleheads, Panini baseball cards, and collectibles for the NFL, the NBA, and the soccer leagues. Just just go now. DrHerald.MyShopify.com DrHerald.MyShopify.com You're going to love that new stuff is added all the time. So the treasure hunt for you can continue. Dr. Harold's Miniatures and Collectibles online, drherald.myshopify.com. We now present George Edwards in The Adventures of Marco Polo. Marco Polo, a magic name, the name of a man who blazed a trail across the world, who faced unknown dangers and penetrated the mysteries of the East and gave Eastern culture to the early Western civilization. Marco Polo, a gay, dashing cavalier, facing death and danger with a laugh on his lips, living and loving, winning new friendships and new loyalties, and leaving a history of remarkable endurance and heroic endeavor, ranking with the great heroes of the world. Let us take you to Venice in the year 1272. Venice, then the greatest trading center of the world, the head of the world's commerce. Venice, city of busy gondolas plying over sun-kissed waters. And in the heart of Venice, we find the great home of Niccolo Polo, wealthiest of the Venetian merchants. Inside the palatial home, we meet Niccolo Polo in his gown of rich velvet. He is a tall, bearded, distinguished-looking man, and he strokes his short gray beard as he talks with his brother, Matthew. Matthew, my brother, it is high time that my son, Marco, began to take life seriously. We are the owners of a mighty enterprise built up by our own ingenuity and resource. You are childless, but I have one son whom I hope will one day carry on this enterprise. Ah, your hopes are vain, my brother, Niccolo. I tell you now, as I've told you before, that your son, Marco, is a worthless young scoundrel. Nothing will make him take life seriously. Your judgment is harsh, my brother. I say that Marco is at heart a great adventurer. Ah, a great spendthrift. Tell me, brother. 
Do you recall when we were lads, we traveled far and wide seeking new avenues of trade for Venice? Our beloved Venice. I remember well. And are we not men who helped to raise Venice to its present magnificence? Can this mighty firm of ours ever be entrusted to the guiding hand of a worthless spendthrift? You shall not speak thus of my son. I know the day will come when he will prove his worth. And I say that day has come. Look, you, Matthew. Here is a map of the world. You see me now pointing to the country of Persia. A strange country ruled over by a Tatar Khan. A country of much danger. But also of much wealth. Why so many words, my brother? You can tell me nothing about Persia. I have long wished to trade there. But the Persians are not well disposed towards us. They are heathens. And I am afraid that rich market is not for us. I am sending my son Marco to Persia. Niccolo, are you mad? Would you send your son to certain death? My son will go to Persia. He will speak with the Khan. And I am willing to wager you any sum of money you care to name that Marco will win the good graces of the Khan and will found for us a trading post in Persia. Niccolo, you amuse me. <laughs> At one moment you say you have faith in your son... And then you tell me that you will send him to certain death. Know you not that the Persians have sworn to kill all foreigners who set foot on their shores? I say that Marco will go to Persia, and that he will succeed in his mission. Now, then, you old scoundrel, where is my father? I have news for him. Now, do not tell me he cannot be disturbed. These long talks on dull business mean nothing to me. Now, stand aside, Benno. I must have speech with my father. Hear you that, Niccolo? Your son Marco comes now. Stand aside. Even though he's been told we're busily engaged, it means nothing to him. I tell you, he is hopeless. Well, we shall see. My father, my father, I must have speech with you. Marco, how often must I tell you that when I'm in conference with your uncle, I'm not to be disturbed? I will not disturb you for long, brother. Ah, greetings to you, Uncle Matthew. Uh, why do you eye him in that sour manner? Uh, you are a worthless young rascal. <laughs> My good uncle, I admit that you are a model of all that is proper. Uh, but would you admit to uh, bring the uncle of a worthless rascal? Uh, you make me tired. Your father is too easy with you. Why do you seek speech with me, Marco? Uh, well, father, I have decided to marry. My days of recklessness are over. I have discovered the lady of my heart. I intend now to live a quiet life and to turn all my attention to business. When may I start? So, my son, you have chosen the lady of your heart. And may your father dare to ask her name? Her name is Juliana Vecchi. Ah, that worthless jade. Oh, my uncle Matthew, my respect for your years prevents me from striking you. But I will not have you speaking thus of the lady of my heart. Please, Marco, your uncle meant no harm. I know the lady you have named, and I say she will not be a good wife for you. She is too frivolous. Is it a crime to laugh and to be gay in Venice? It is no crime to laugh. But you have yet to prove yourself, Marco. You are no fit man to offer your hand to any maiden. Your behavior is that of an overgrown child. You have no sense of responsibility. Always you talk to me thus. I shall give you a chance to prove your worth. Well, I am anxious to take that chance. Take it, then. It is my desire that you shall leave tomorrow for Persia. Persia? Oh, Father, you are jesting. I am not jesting. You say that I am to go to Persia? Marco, look at this map. Now, see where I am pointing? Uh-huh. 
This is the route you shall take. <laughs> oh, my good father. I know that you appreciate a joke, but let me assure you that I do not appreciate your joke about going to Persia. Uh, why should I uh, go to Persia? Why, I would sooner go to China. Uh, only, of course, I know that is impossible. That is an idea. We might do much trade with China. Now, understand, father, I am not going to Persia. If I do any work, it shall be here in Venice. Now... I hope to be married within the next few weeks. You are going to Persia, my son. I am not. See, he defies you, my brother. Tell me, Marco. It is seldom that I use my authority with you. It's a great tragedy to me that your mother died when you were but a small child. But you are now a grown man, 18 years of age. And it is time for you to obey my parental orders. I say you go to Persia. And I say I do not. We shall see, Father. It is easy for me to see that you are in no mood to discuss my approaching marriage. <laughs> but I am sorry I spoke to you in anger. But take my advice and forget this idea of sending me to Persia. I shall speak with you another time. I go now to kiss the lily-white hands of my lady-love Juliana. Well, farewell, Father. Smile kindly on me, Uncle Matthew. And do not forget to tell my father that you think I am a worthless scoundrel. <laughs> well, Niccolo... Perhaps now you are ready to admit that your son is worthless. My son shall go to Persia, and he will not wed Juliana. You have my word for that, my brother. I shall now send for Benno. He has been Marco's servant these many years, but he will obey my orders, and he will accompany Marco to Persia. Marco Polo left his father's house. He ran swiftly down the steps and leapt into his waiting gondola. Then, with a gay song on his lips, he steered the gondola over the sparkling waters to the home of his beloved, Juliana Vecchi. That lady received him gladly. Marco, why have you come again so soon? Because I love you, Juliana. Because not all the waters of Venice, all the words of an angry father... All the jeers of a sour-faced uncle can keep me away from you. Why do you speak so? Have you not sworn to marry me? I have. You are so gay and happy, Marco. And most of the people in Venice are so dull. <laughs> dull merchants. They talk only of trading and finding new markets for their goods. But we can laugh together, Marco. Yes, my love. We can laugh at life. And now I will tell you something which will make you laugh. Tell me. My father suggested... Sending me to Persia. <laughs> to Persia? Is that oh. not the funniest thing you've ever heard? Your father must have a remarkable sense of humor. Persia of all places. Why, they kill foreigners there. Well, they are not going to kill me. I shall be too... Nestle in my arms, Juliana. I will say something that will not make you laugh. I love you, Marco. What else do you wish to say to me? Joy of my heart. We shall teach these sour-faced greybeards a lesson. Tomorrow night, in my gondola, we shall elope under the starlit Venetian skies. I will bring the gondola to the steps of your house. You will be waiting. Then together, we shall elope. A priest will be ready to marry us. Does that appeal to you, Juliana? Marco, how wonderful. But tell me this. Will not your father deprive you of his riches if you marry against his will? Oh, my father can forgive me anything. And when the marriage is an accomplished fact, he will accept it. Oh, fear not, my love. We will find happiness and gaiety. And we will always have riches. I am glad of that. In order to enjoy perfect love, 
One must have... In order to enjoy perfect love, one must have riches. They say that poverty kills love. Well, I am told that even poor people fall in love. Oh, I pity them. Now, hearken to me, Juliana. I will tell my plans for tomorrow night. We shall take Benno, my trusted servant, with us. And we shall go to a realm of happiness. <laughs> Not to Persia. <laughs> Not to, to Persia. <laughs> <laughs> The next day, Marco Polo spent in preparation for his elopement with Juliana Becky. And as the velvet Venetian night spread a pall of stars over the glorious city of Venice, Marco Polo stepped into his gondola. His servant, Benno, was awaiting him, and the two men conversed as the gondola glided through the waters towards the steps to Juliana Becky's home. Benno, this is the greatest night of my life. And what a night for adventure, for love. Every star seems to shine down a benediction on me. Soon I will be clasping my beloved Juliana in my arms. I tell you, Marco Polo, you should turn back. No. Oh, the Lady Juliana is a vain, frivolous woman. She will never bring you happiness. Benno, when you speak like that, you sound exactly like my Uncle Matthew. As an old and trusted servant, you have many privileges. But you may not speak against the lady who is soon to be my wife. But have you no thought for your father? He has great hopes for you, Marco Polo. I will not fail my father. Once I am married, he will find that I am a different man. No, you are too young to marry, a mere boy of 18. Those who marry young have more time to enjoy the happiness of marriage. You are me because you have never married. Have you ever been in love? Only once, and that was with a kitchen maid. I used to visit her, and she would prepare succulent morsels to tickle my palate. <laughs> Why did you not marry her? She ran away with a footman. And now she is old and fat and ugly. I think she has forgotten how to cook. Look, is there someone standing on the steps? On the steps? Oh. Is what? it Juliana? I see uh, two figures standing on the steps. Perhaps the lady Juliana brings her maid. Perhaps. Bring the gondola alongside the steps. Is that you, Juliana? What does this mean? There are many men here on the steps. My son, we have been hiding in the shadows. You men seize Marco Polo and burn him. Father. father, what means this? Father, answer me. Tell me, what does this mean? What does this mean, Father? It means, my son, that you are... Mean, Father! It means, my son, that you are going to Persia. So this is the Dr. Harold Miniature and Collectibles paid read. Is that what we're calling it? Okay, here we go. Dr. Harold, noted professor of collectibles with a PhD in Funko, has gathered the best of the best collections and collectibles in one online store. For the collector, Dr. Harold has action figures from McFarlane, Mezco, NECA, Marvel, DC, Bandai, and Ninja Turtles, plus Pokemon cards, retro toys, Dragon Ball Z, G.I. Joe, Mandalorian, Star Wars, Star Trek, Game of Thrones, Power Rangers, Strange Things, Rick and Morty, Transformers, Magic the Gathering, John Wick, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones... <gasps> Oh boy, that's a lot. Also, board games, card games, and for those mystically inclined, tarot cards. DrHerald.MyShopify.com That's DrHerald.MyShopify.com Dr. Harold played varsity for the University of Retail Therapy, so he knows what sports fans want. Bobbleheads, panini baseball cards, and collectibles for the NFL, the NBA, and the soccer leagues. Just, just go now. DrHerald.MyShopify.com DrHerald.MyShopify.com 
TheTreasureHunt.com. You're going to love that new stuff is added all the time. So the treasure hunt for you can continue. Dr. Harold's Miniatures and Collectibles. Online. DrHarold.MyShopify.com. 